Um, how how do you manage all these? Man, uh, to answer that question honestly, bro, I, I really think it's through my failures. Uh, and I know everybody's gonna be like, "What through his failures?" Uh, because I've failed a lot of times. Uh, when I first started this, uh, I've started this thing. This is my third time. So, uh, uh, with that being said, perseverance. If you if you're an entrepreneur, you gotta have it. And if you don't have it, you better find a way. Welcome to the Brand Dome Zone, where we talk about everything marketing, everything sales, scaling your business with your host, Brandon C, digital marketing expert. Yeah, let's get into it. Woo! Welcome, everybody, to the Brand Dome Zone. Here for all your marketing, branding, scaling, and selling advice. Man, today I got a special guest, man. My my boy from way back, bro, and he's still my boy today, man. A real guy, man. Sakoi Breeze, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Yeah. Good, 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 man. How you doing today, bro? Man, I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I, I mean, this is gonna be a good one. I mean, I've been keeping up with your posts on Instagram and Facebook. <clears throat> Very inspirational. Uh, things that I may be going through in my life, man. I know we're from the same city, background, playing football, military. So a lot of things that you're saying, man, resonates with me, bro. And it just helps me overcome through my uh, everyday life. So I know my listeners and uh, people around listening is going to get some value out of this, man. So I hope so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, Sequoia is a gym trainer. He's a uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, he does this full time, man. So I want to dive deep into that. Talk about some hurdles. What, uh, what, what made you get into personal training? So let's let's start with that. What made you get into personal training? Man, okay. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, I always felt kind of like out of place. You know, kind of not out of place, but I, I, I not really because I was always kind of like a cool kid. So when I was in elementary school, uh, nobody really picked on me, but my weight was an issue. You know, it's not like people uh, didn't bother me or bug me about it because I was always a personal kid. So everybody came around me and hung out with me. But, you know, I would uh, always go home and then my mom would feed me all these crazy foods, all this soul food and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, as time got on, I got a little big. I used to wear husky pants. I used to go to the store. We have to get those Jinko pants. I don't know if you remember those the little Jinkos with the big uh, bottoms on the bottom or whatever. Yeah, we have, used to have to get those things, man. But when I got to, when I, when I got older and when I got to like seventh, eighth grade, man, my body became an issue for me. Uh, so, uh, I start to look at myself and this is a story I haven't really told anybody. I start to look at myself and I wasn't really too happy, you know. So going in eighth grade, I wanted to look good, be in shape and stuff like that. So going to eighth grade, I took a, uh, we live in the country in Philadelphia, on Philadelphia Road out there in Lebanon. Nobody's out there. We got a hill. So we got this big old hill. We live in the country. I put this, I started every night. I started and I put this big old rod on my back. I'll walk up these hills every single night, man. And I got to where I was running. I got to running them. You know, long story short, I started losing weight. And uh, I remember, man, this girl, I used to back in my, when I was in middle school, this girl, her name was Megan. So I still remember she had red hair. Her name was Megan, and we used to ride the bus, man. She was always so pretty, so pretty. And I'm thinking, man, she'll never look at me. You know, she don't want to with me because I was a real big kid at that time. So, you know, coming in freshman year, it was my freshman year. So I did that in eighth grade year. I lost a lot of weight coming into my freshman year of high school. I seen her walking to run into practice one day. She was on the side, and she seen me. She said, Sequoia, is that you? I said, yeah, that's me. And uh, she was like, dang, you look good. And, man, ever since then, it wasn't about her. 
it was just the way I felt inside. It just made me come alive, bro. And uh, that's when I really fell in love with fitness, man, to be honest. That's when I fell in love with fitness. But it goes deeper than that. But, you know, that's when I started. That's what started the whole fitness thing, man. And, and that that's just a, a good attribute of an entrepreneur. Seeing you had a problem back then, like, okay, I got this weight, so I need to do something about it. And, I mean, you really did something about it, man. Like, you really took the steps yeah. to uh, do something about it. And uh, you're doing something about things every day right now. I mean, uh, with keeping up with clients, running a business, like, how do, you, how do you keep up with training, running a business, and all these things together? Um, how, how do you manage all these Man, things? Man, uh, to answer that question, honestly, bro, uh, I really think it's through my failures. Uh, and I know everybody's going to be like, what, through his failures? Uh, because I've failed a lot of times. Uh, when I first started this, uh, I started this thing. This is my third time. So uh, uh, with that being said, perseverance. If, you, if you're an entrepreneur, you got to have it. And if you don't have it, you better find a way because at the end of the day, you always going to fail. And, and, you know, I don't care what life paints to you and, you know, what you see on social media and Instagram ain't nothing pretty uh, about business and owning your own business, you know. But anyways, but to answer your question, uh, I, I, I failed a lot of times, man. I felt a lot. My first time, uh, long, let's make it short. My first time I did it when I was in Lebanon. So I was in Lebanon, uh, worked out at workout anytime. I was at Jimmy Floyd. I mean, not Jimmy Floyd. I was at uh, Graves when it was Graves Fitness over there. And uh, I did great, man. Uh, and I was doing really well. But then that's when my life kind of transitioned. Uh, and I met my girlfriend now that I've been dating for six years. My life transitioned. And uh, I got into different things. And I got lost. Uh, so that was my first time. And then my second time, I came back with a vengeance. Uh, got out of jail. Came back with a vengeance. Uh, come out with the uh, meal prep company. So uh, to make this story short, my second time, I had too much compiled on at once. So I had to learn there that you have to have uh, boundaries. You have to understand that you got to have family time and you have to have time for your business. You know, so uh, that's why I learned through my second time that you can't take on everything, even though you feel like you're a Goliath or, you know, whatever you want to say, you feel like you're a giant. You can't take on everything. Uh, you got to have time for your mental health. And then my third time, uh, I depended on the people in my life. So I think that's why it's different this time. Uh, definitely uh, a major reason is that I got God in my life, and my life is different than what it was before. Uh, but this time I depended on people in my life. Uh, uh, with that being said, like my mom, uh, my girlfriend, she keeps up with the booking. Uh, I don't keep up with everything by myself. I focus on the training, and that's it. So at the end of the day, through my failures, that's where, you know that's how I learned to get to where I am now today. And man, a lot of people look at <clears throat> failures as really, you know, sinking and sulking into those failures. But you you tend to overcome those and, and make a way and move forward through those. And like you said, persevere. You persevere through those failures, man. And a lot of people will get stuck in liquor or alcohol uh, or drugs or whatever and, you know, stay stuck in that, stuck in that. And that's why you see a lot of homeless people out here two that may have had great lives at one time and this life is a long run man it's it's hard to stay uh uh, active every day so Uh, i was you know how how do you do that how do you just stay with it every day man 
Man, uh, it's a complex question, bro. But I, I'll go back to what you said about, uh, you know, with the homeless situation, not the, necessarily the homeless situation, about people overcoming drugs and stuff like that. Uh, I think it all boils down to accountability, bro. Like, you, you, you definitely have to, at some point, you know, this is, like I said, this is speaking for me. I can't speak for anybody else. This is speaking for me and how I felt. I'm not speaking for everybody else. So speaking for me, uh, for me, it was a come to realization moment, you know, I would always call my mom going through the things I went through, uh, the drugs, which was a hard part of my life. Uh, I went through a lot, but you know, in the beginning I would always call my mom and my mom, I think she was a big pivotal piece of this because she would always answer my, she would always, you know, talk to me and speak to me, but she would always tell me like, look, Sequoia, you, you got to uh, stop uh, looking for excuses. Okay. You're, you're, you're where you're at because the situation you put yourself in, you can't blame anybody else for what's going on in your life. Uh, you got to take responsibility for those actions. And, you know, I think some people uh, choose to not accept that. And, you know, and at some point, if you choose not to accept the responsibility for your actions, you get to where you start blaming everybody else and everything outside of, you know, outside of your world. And you like, this person has this uh, because they got that and that and so and so forth. So what I'm trying to say is you, you got at some point you got to come to self accountability and look yourself in the mirror and be like you control everything that comes in your life. So you control all negative energy, you coach control positive energy that comes in your life. So if you know, for example, if you've got a friend that you know this certain friends a certain way, you got to keep that friend out of your life because you know that person is not good for you. Not saying that you can't respect that person. Uh, not saying that you can't speak to that person, but what I am saying is you got to keep that friend out of your life because you know it's not good for your goals. So you have to hold yourself accountable. You can't blame everybody else for what you're going through, you know, yeah. when it comes yeah. to that drug situation. Yeah. And man, accountability, that that's a pivotal piece in really uh, understanding who you are and why you're doing certain things because if you're not accountable, you can mess around and be living a crazy life and not really knowing why you're doing it because you're not asking yourself, you know, trying to figure out who you really are. It's about being that looking at that man in the mirror and figuring out, yeah. you know, what you are. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then too, people, you know, people, you know, I got a friend, a good friend of mine, I don't say the name, but he's, he's uh, dealing with uh, drug issues and his major issue was uh, feeling happy with himself. You know, uh, I think that's a big thing too. I, and, and that's what I see in training. And, and people think that training is just about the physical aspect of it and the way you look, but it's, it's so far. It's so more than that, man. Uh, yeah. That's why I love it so much. Uh, when you take a person, uh, let's say 300 pounds and, you know, outside they make love, each lovey dovey, you know, hi, how you doing when they see outside world, but when they get home, they look themselves in the mirror and they're not happy, you yeah. know, because when you get home, you have to face that. Yeah. You know, you, when you, when you come into your own homes, you're comfortable and you have to face the way you look. So, you know, the joy that I get from, uh, that's why I tell everybody about training. It's more than physical. The joy that I get from helping a person to lose the weight that they got to. And then you see their face and how they feel and their energy and how different they are, bro. It's, it's, it's deep, man. So that's why I tell, you know, physical training is, is, is much more, you know, than just, you know, the physical aspect of it and the looks of it. You know, it's, it's, it's so deep as you got to have, you got to have self happiness. You got to be happy with yourself, man. And if you're not happy with yourself, I think there comes, becomes a, a lot of issues over time in your life that you're, you're going to have to face someday. 
You know, because you yeah. can't keep carrying stuff over and over and drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. Yeah. Because it doesn't and, work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and health is wealth, man. And being, it's really like the foundation to everything. Like, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing as a marketer uh, in the business world. I feel like marketing is sort of a foundation. Everybody has to have marketing. Everybody needs to uh, get their message out there. And with you, I feel like that's another thing. It's a foundation. It's really more foundational than marketing because without my health, without feeling good, I'm going to be a crappy marketer for my clients, for my employees. It goes deep. Yeah, yeah, it goes real deep. So you're affecting people's lives, man. And I know it's, I know it's rewarding and to see outcomes and people's moves and attitudes and confidence levels. Yeah, not, not, and, and, you know, and one thing I want to let, not me, man, mm-hmm. not me. Uh, definitely, uh, I, I do like this right now. Just, you know, this is uncomfortable for me. Uh, I'm very anxious and nervous about this, you know, and just let's just be real about it because, you know, but I, I do these things because it's not me, it's God, man. You know, I went through a lot of stuff in my life. So yeah. I have to let people know and I got to tell people that it's okay, man. Like if you go through things, it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I know what the world paints it to be and it looks like a big, beautiful portrait, but it's not that, man. Every yeah. home has issues, you know, every home yeah. has issues. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, like you will go back to talking about failures, man, because I believe that can really, uh, open people's eyes to things because uh, when I, when I say failure, I say fail forward. As long as you're failing forward, I mean, that that's life. I mean, things have different obstacles and roadblocks, but you have to overcome those and learn those lessons in order not to make those mistakes and be the person that guy wants you to be. So, exactly. Hey man, Hey, I know things that, we both been through, man, in our adolescence, oh, yeah, bro. And, and I'm just happy and proud to see where we're at, where we're standing today, man. You know. <laughs> we're still fighting, man. That's the thing about it. We're still fighting. You know, you, yeah. you got to fight every day, especially in this world, man. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion going on in this world. But anyways, yeah, yeah, you got to fight, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, where are you training at now? Um, how, what's your day-to-day look like? Uh in your gym? Uh, are you accepting new clients? How, what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, where I'm training at now, uh, well, I go to uh, my home gym is Hermitage Competitive Edge. Uh, great gym. It's in Nashville. Uh, well, actually, you know, off of Mount Julie Road. Lebanon, is it Lebanon Road? Lebanon Road? Mount Julie Road? What is that road called? Um, it's uh, Lebanon Road. Lebanon Road. Lebanon Road. I get those roads uh, confused, but it's <laughs> off of Lebanon Road. Uh, great gym, man. Uh, uh, it's open 24-7. Great uh, atmosphere. A lot of family people there. The uh, same people come all the time. Uh, I usually uh, train out of there. I was training in Lebanon. Uh, had a, a couple issues, but, you know, got that t- taken care of. So I train uh, there, Murfreesboro, and pretty much that's about it. Uh, but, you know, usually uh, I'll travel uh, within the vicinity as long as it's close to me. You know, as long as it's not too far. But and right now I'm kinda I'm kinda packed, bro. I'm 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 out at uh I think we're at sixteen, seventeen clients right now. Uh I got two on board that's about to come on. So I'm kinda packed. Uh you know, like I said, I learned through my failures. I don't want to take on too much. I think mm. when you take on too much and you don't be patient and you don't allow uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a real uh spiritual person, mm. religious person. So I think when you don't allow God to uh 
guide your footsteps, man, and you try to rush things, you can mess it up a lot. And uh, I've, as far as that goes, for my life, that's what's happened in my life. You know, a lot of stuff's going on in, that has happened in my life. I didn't allow God to take that foot. I mean, take that lead. And I try to take it on my own, and it kind of backfired. So this time, I'm gonna try a little different. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And man, when you have to in this life walk by faith. Because yeah. look Bro. at everything that's going on, you know, Bro. you can't carry that load on your own. Um, no. It's no. all a test. And the test is relying and he wants us to lean on him and there'll be test after test after test until we just give it all to him and allow him to bless our lives, man. So yeah, that. definitely, definitely, man. Definitely, definitely. You, you know, I talk to my girl all the time about it now because uh, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out life. You know, not necessarily figure out life, but I'm trying to. We uh, all are, brother. Every day, uh, it's, yeah, it's know, about growing you know, spiritually. Not, every day, like you know how you grow. Right. We grow these muscles. You got to grow that spirit, man, too, through the word of God. Exactly. You got to. I think it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I think yep. it goes hand in hand. It does. Hand hand. It does. Yeah. 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 Because the yep. more you grow, the more you go physically, you know, uh, the more you go physically, you feel better about yourself. That way you can block out things outside entities, you know, that you wouldn't control. I mean, that you wouldn't normally entertain yeah. uh, feeling better about yourself and that, and that nature and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah you know, you definitely got to have that faith, man. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And we get in our own way, man, with the physical aspect, you know, God, this is God's temple. Our body's God's temple. And I mean, if we really were at our optimal fitness level, there's no telling what we could tap into with this body, man. You know, with our thoughts and dreams and meditation and all these things, there's no telling what we could tap into. But God gives us an opportunity with everything, but we always get in our own way, like with the food we eat, the things we choose to absorb. And I mean, he he's really giving us an opportunity, man. And uh, and, and it's look, really, but you know, like I was like we was talking about earlier, bro. Today and what we live in, society and what we live in, it, it's hard nowadays. I'm not gonna yeah. sit here as a trainer. I'm not gonna sit here and not be sensitive to the issues that people face. Uh, this is what I love to do. Uh, I wake me and my girlfriend. We we live it in our home. We try to teach it to our daughter. Uh, fitness is a part of our life to, uh, you know, fitness is a part of our life and we understand not we, but me, I understand that, uh, now that I've been going on so long in training, I understand that everybody doesn't have that, that, that fitness in their life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not insensitive to the situations and what goes on in the world. And, you know, you see these commercials and Taco Bell and Pizza Hood mm, and all those things. Man. I know the urges, bro. I bro, know the urges, but bro. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about free will. Uh, you, you gotta learn to fight them. And like you said, you, you, you don't know what, if we got our physical features right, if we got our mind and our spiritual set right and everything was on point 100%, not 100% because nobody's perfect. Mm. If everything was on point 75 to 80%, bro, mm. don't tell them what we can tap into. It's all here, bro. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's all here. You know, yeah. and, and you gotta, you gotta make people understand that. And as a trainer, uh, I push my clients to the limit. You know, mm. I, I kill them. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I try to do that because I want to break them down, you know, because they're doing things outside the norm, you know, in success, when you have success in life is when you learn to be uncomfortable. You learn mm-hmm. to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I put my body through uh, strenuous things every time I work out because, you know, I got a goal in mind and you just, you know, and I, I have learned that, bro, you, it's, it's hard 
to make it to where you want to make it to. Uh, and I don't know, you know, everything, making it to certain places is different for everybody. But, yeah. you know, you you got to put in the work at the end of the day. So it's going it. to be uncomfortable. Yeah, man. And you do it well, man. You put in the work well. I see your post at like five in the morning sometimes. See, I'm, Party like, up, baby. I'm like, dude, how does he do this, man? Party like, Party I'm not there, Sequoia. Like, I'm far from perfect, bro. Like, like hey, I'm not perfect either. Hold on, time out. We bro, ain't, I'm not perfect. But you, I know you're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but man. The things you do, bro, I mean, I'm like, the, the attributes that you show, you know, some success in, bro, well, like, it, I, I admire I that. Like, I can't, waking up that early, bro, posting videos, getting ready to go to work. You, well, hey. I think you gotta, I think, I think you would understand it better if I explain to you how it works for me and how oh, I yeah. feel about Please it. Please do. That's so, what I need. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, and everybody thinks this, uh, you know, Everybody thinks it's about, and I say this all the time, I like to express this all the time, is that everybody thinks it's about a physical aspect. And it's not. It's not about that at all. Uh, to me, one, one, uh, it keeps me grounded and it keeps me in my routine. Training like I do, getting up every morning like I do, keeps me grounded and keeps me away from things that I would uh, entertain if I didn't have that. Because I know uh, when I had all that bad stuff that happened in my life, uh, with the drugs and selling drugs and all that stuff. And when I say selling drugs, I don't want people to think that I was selling like nickel bags and dime bags here. I was really in it. I was getting 15, 20 pounds a week. So we was really making money. I was really making money selling those drugs. So I want people to understand that. So when I, when I say this, this is not like one of those little kitty games that we, you know, getting caught for a little petty stuff. No, it wasn't like that. Uh, I was really deep inside that game. So, uh, uh, for me, uh, when it comes to training, it's not about the physical aspect. It's about, uh, the people that supported me through my, my hard times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's about the people that really didn't never, they never gave up on me. You hear what I'm saying, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I don't, every time I go into that gym, man, I put my headphones on when I do cardio in the morning. Cardio is my morning thought session. Mm-hmm. So I think in the morning, I put my headphones on, I listen to my motivational music and I think about my life and I think about how much how many times did I, I escape death? Mm. And this is real. This is what I'm telling you. You know, this is, I think about how many times I escaped death. And let me believe, let me tell you, it's a list. It's a long mm. pile. Uh, and I just think about how, how, you know, God, first of all, God never let me down and he never failed me. So I feel like it's his turn. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's his turn. I got to give it to him. Uh, uh, I, and that's the crazy thing. I'm jumping off topic, but that's the crazy thing about free will, man. You have the option in the world, you know, anybody can make excuses all you want all day. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you go home, we have the option to say yes or no to anything, bro. You about to it's make me here. shout. You about to make me shout in I'm here, just, man. Because I, I, I feel the same way, bro. And you hit some heavy points with people, man. Like what keeps you going, what keeps you moving is thinking about reflecting on your life. Things yeah. that you've overcome, things that God brought you out of, man. And that's what I did. I'm like, bro, I have to give it to God. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to, much man, grace. Some point, I don't know how much grace he going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point you look at it. You know, I have friends. I was in the military. You was in the military. Yeah. I have friends that actually do not believe in God. You know, and that's Me not too. that's not yeah. uncommon. 
it, it might be uncommon to people around our surrounding areas where we live at because you know yeah. a lot of people don't go outside of Lebanon. Yeah, but yeah. that's not uncommon, bro. That's not uncommon. Yeah, so many different uh, views people, in the world, man. So many, so yeah. many. So uh, I have friends that that say these things, and when they say these things, I'm like, man, you know, they ask me, and I, and it's like a miracle. I'm like explaining a miracle. They ask me, well, okay, what makes God real to you? And all I can do is tell them my experiences and my mm. situations. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's all I can say. And then I can, all I can do is tell them the goosebumps that I get yeah. when I'm in that gym and I'm thinking about those moments. Mm. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of times when you go through things, you think it's, you know how you have that gut feeling, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And yeah. then you go and do it and you yeah. mess it up. He's like, oh, I shouldn't do it. Did it? Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like a lot of times it's your spirit talking to you. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, and maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping out, maybe I'm jumping. No, out. no, no, you right, you right, you right, bro. It, it can lead you like you know, uh, 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 interventions or discerning things like that can happen, you know. And uh, that's his guy looking out for you, bro. And I mean, we're young, we we've been young. God understands what we've been through. I mean, in the military, Lebanon, I know the military. It was just a party. It was like. Oh my goodness, I was far away from God, bro. Like I that was I thought about God, I would mention God, but I was not living that at all. You know? (laughs) So I mean it's just God understanding what we're going through, man. And he 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 does uh He definitely understands, you know, the Bible says God died for our sins. So, you know, I think that no man is perfect. And my mom tells me all the time, uh my mom tells me all the time he died for our uh he he uh he died for our sins. And uh, when you go to heaven, God doesn't judge you by anything but your heart, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, God, goes, God knows that we're not perfect people, man. And I yeah. wish, I wish people would understand that, you know, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people, when I come out with my issues in life and I come out on Facebook, a lot of my family members reach out to me and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. I'm perfectly happy, baby. I'm peace. I got yeah. peace on my That's mind. It. That's I'm, it. That's I'm it. happy, baby. Yeah. But here's the thing. I share these moments with people because, I'm a strong person. You know me. I'm a mm. strong person. I got a lot of I got a lot of pride in my body. But drugs, life, money, uh, fake people in my life broke me down, bro. It broke me down to the point to where uh, I didn't want to live, man. Yeah. To the point that I want to live. I mean, there's been multiple times. And you're not gonna go too deep, but there's been multiple times where I picked up guns and I've, I've really held it to my head. And, you know, and I know that's shocking for you because you, you know, you know who I am. Yeah. So when you know who I am and what kind of person I am, you know that that can happen. I'm not trying to say I'm the baddest man in the world, but I'm I'm a very prideful person. People know that I got that dog in me. So if you know that can happen to me, it can happen to a lot of people. So that's why I share my stories, man. That's why I tell people, like, it's not about me. And a lot of people don't know the messages that I get on the on the backside. Like, I get a lot of messages from people, man. I got a kid that I talked to, uh, and he was telling me about, man, just because I read your messages, I see your story and how you share your life, bro, I contemplated killing myself. And these are kids that I don't know, you know? Mm. So that's why I share my stories, bro. It ain't got nothing to do with uh, me trying to get off fame and all that stuff and trying to be cool, trying to create this or or trying to uh, just, you know, do all the extra. It's, it's, it's just about touching people and helping people out. Man. That's it. Giving your testimony, man. And it's a powerful testimony. And I know you are destined for greatness because anybody that sits there and really that's what the biblically wants you to do is reflect and think about yourself, you know, and really 
get to know who you are. A lot of people are just out here just existing, but you really trying yep. to live and figure out, you know, this whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm doing as well. And uh, a lot of people that are seeking a different level that you have to really figure out who you are and move forward with no actually getting to know yourself, man. Because, bro, I don't know who I was, who I was trying to be, man. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I like still I said, have... Yeah, you, know, you still have what? I still have my little, uh, you know, demons or whatever you say, but I don't let that define me because they're just little silent, silent sounds. Now, I could choose to go back and do all that, but why? You know, I'm... Why? You know, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's a good thing, man. Like with, with fitness, and, and you know, we're, uh, you know, you got me on here, so I, I try to relate. I'm gonna try to relate everything I can to fitness. Uh, like fitness with fitness, man. A lot of people it, it builds character. So when you get off your when you get off on your uh, nine to five, and you worked all day and all that junk, and you're tired, and uh, you don't want to go do what you don't want to go do, which is train with your trainer, which is let's say for example me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Man. And you know, I'm about to come kill you. You know, I'm about to hurt you. You know, man. that builds character. That builds character every single day. Doing what you don't want to do, making yourself uncomfortable because the next uncomfortable situation, and let's be honest, man, we're grown, Brandon. Yeah. Life is not fair. Life is not yeah. fair. Every day yeah. you can get up with a shocking moment. Yeah. Every day you can get up with a shocking moment. Yeah. But you know, the more you make yourself uncomfortable, the less people, the less outside, the less outside people can do to you, the less outside things can hurt you. It keeps your mind safe. So, you know, with that being said, fitness to me relates in, in, in a spiritual thing too, because it puts you on a routine. It keeps you away from the toxic toxicities, the toxic things in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have not said that right, but it keeps you away from the toxic things in life, as far as alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. because you put all that work into your body. You don't want to see that rush down the drain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and you know, and then, like I say, so it just puts you on a routine and things like that and that nature, man. It's it's, it's, it's a big, man, people got to understand that fitness is, is a big thing. It's a great thing, man, for a lot yeah. of people, man. You just got to try it. Get off that couch and try it. Baby. That's it. That's it. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, bro. I'm going to get back in there. You know, I'm going to get back bro, in and there. It, you know, and it's one thing at a time, boss. It's one yeah. thing at a time. A lot of people, a lot of my clients that come on board, they want to rush it. Yeah. They want to rush it. But yeah. see, my thing was a phase thing. You know, it started started in eighth grade. I started learning about fitness. Started learning about what the body could do, you know, how you can look good and what that does in your life and how that makes you feel inside. Not about mm. outside things, but how that makes you feel inside. Because that's what that's the most important, how you feel about yourself inside. So, mm. and then, too, it started in eighth grade. And I transitioned from there. You know, I had to learn the food part, the aspect. Because, you know, us growing up, we're black individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everybody can see that, but that's <laughs> you know, yeah. up. You know, we got taught the soul food way. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday it was turn of greens, green Man. beans, full of hog mall, yeah, hog mall, yeah. Go come on with it, fried chicken, hot sauce. It was all that. You Damn. know, it was all that. So exactly, yeah. You can keep. We could go on. For yeah. days, days. hot water, cold, bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, my whole point is, my whole point is to uh, say that my whole point is like, we have to start in baby steps, bro. Everybody, you can't come to, you can't change your life and how you've been doing it for the, for your whole life 
You know, you've been doing the same way for your whole life. You got to take it in baby step. Everybody wants to start so fast. Yeah. So what you need to do is, is try to figure out and take it in steps, man. Figure out one thing at a time. So uh, that's what I try to tell my clients. Don't rush it. Let's get into the routine of things. Because once you get into the routine of things and you keep coming to the gym, you keep coming on the same routine, you finally fill out. You figure out, hey, this is making me feel better. Hey, I'm not doing this or doing that that I used to do. Dang. This is saving me on doctor bills and all this. And these are things that's coming from my clients. So I know these things are happening for them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, sitting around, sitting around is a bad thing. You know, and, and I hate to see, and I'm let you go into, I hate to see people when they get to our age, you know, you see them in high school, you're like, damn, they look so good. After high school, you see them, they get married, they get comfortable. Man. They get comfortable. You preach And to the me, worst man. thing to do, in my opinion, <laughs> this is my opinion. This is my opinion. The worst thing to do is to get comfortable in life. Yeah. Don't get yeah. comfortable. Ooh. Don't. You get tired. You get lazy. Man. And then before you know it, you're 300 pounds. And that's okay. If you, let's, let's put this out here. I don't, I don't judge anyone. No judgments yeah. on here. If you want to, if you're happy with 300 pounds, be happy with that. Love it, baby. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, no, listen, I, I'm not judging nobody. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy with it, you got to face that. Like we talked about earlier. Stuff I, if people are honest with themselves, I don't think they're going to be happy with 300 pounds, bro. Hey, <laughs> they being listen, honest with themselves. Listen, we live in, listen, bro. We live in 2020. You're I'm right. not going to make that statement. You make you're that right. statement. I, I, <laughs> See, I don't know the gym politics of 2020 yet, man. I'm, I'm What's not... up? It's not no gym politics, but it's a lot of sensitivity going around here. You know, I can't, uh, yeah. you know, you know me, I'm hardcore and to the fullest, man. Uh, you know, my girl gets mad at me all the time about it. You know, she yeah. tells me, am I fat? I'll tell her. You look yeah. kind of heavy right here, baby. You know, I, listen, listen, yeah. listen, yeah. listen, 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 my girl sitting right here, she knows, she'll tell it. That's the truth. Yeah. Listen, my mom, when I went through all that hard time in my life and I had all that money, had all the cars, had all the fun. We went on multiple trips, went on thousand. And I'm not lying to you, Brandon. You know how I, used, mm-hmm. I went on every time we spent a thousand dollars every week. Like it was cool. Yeah. Uh, and I had all that. I had all that. And that, you know, we're so-called money and all them cars. That's the cool thing. That's what everybody wants. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I had all that, man. And then when I went to jail that first time, that first time when I helped all them people and I gave money to bail out their friends and they run off on me for $6,000, $10,000 here, you know, and I forgave it, you know, I didn't forgive it at the time. You know, now I forgave it. I forgive everything. But at the time I didn't forgive. It. I just let it slide. Uh, when I had all that, bro, my mom and I went to jail. Nobody called me. Nobody. Nobody called me. Nobody asked me if I needed anything. Not one person. And I want to tell you not one. Now, one, the only two people I had in my life at that time was my girlfriend, Rachel, and my mom. That was it. The only two. Out of all them people that I helped, that's the only two people I had in my life. But with all that being said, uh, when I went through all that, my mom, she got out. And she kept it real with me, man. She kept it real with me. She kept it so real that it got to the point where I hung up a phone on her. I cussed mm. her out a few times. God strike me now. Uh, that was a bad time in my life. I, I, I was so mad because my mom was giving me advice. Like I was going through things and I'll never forget this. I was going through things. I was living in Providence at the time in Mount G and uh, my money was getting funny. We had $1,500 rent. It was $1,500, $1,600 rent, something like that. My money was getting funny. People was running off on me and stuff. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I called my mom. I put my mom on the phone and uh she said, well, what do you want me to do about it? 
you know, mom's supposed to save everything. You yeah, know? And yeah. And she, she answered the phone. She said, what do you want me to do about it? You put yourself in this situation, you got to fix it. Yeah. In those moments, her keeping it real with me allowed me over time, at first I didn't understand it, but it allowed me to over time to, to understand that, hey, look, you put yourself in these situations. Mm-hmm. You got to get yourself out of it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like I said, self-accountability is so big to me because if you can't look yourself in the mirror and you continue to blame people, I think that where, that's where hatred comes because you continue yeah. to blame other people and, and, and for what they have in life, their success. And I don't care what it is. Maybe they had money before. Maybe they got some luck or something like that. But what does that have to do with you? How is what they have in life determine what you have in life? It doesn't. Wise man right there. You're a wise man. Exactly. It doesn't determine what you have in life. But the more you focus your time on everybody else and and everything that everybody else is doing and you're all in everybody else's business, the more you lose on yourself. That's it. So, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And all these things I've learned through through failures, man. Learned through failures. All these things I've learned through failures. I couldn't be more woke than I am now. Yeah, uh, because I lost it all. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've lost it all. And at the end of the day, when I look back, all when I look over all of it, at the end of the day, man, uh, you can't blame anybody else but yourself. That's it. <laughs> Seriously, That's man. It. Seriously, seriously, you can't and, blame anything but yeah. anybody else but yourself. And even with parents, you know, with kids uh, that are a little older, maybe you do a lot for them, or you're constantly saving them. Those kids can build up resentment towards the parents. So it's good to, you know, like what your mom did to let you figure it out. Like I had to do the same thing with my, you know, I called home and my dad was told me one day, they used to send me money all the time in the military. He told me, he said, son, we can't send you any more money. Like <laughs> and right then, that always stuck with me. Like, It'll wake you oh, up. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm really yeah, out here. Mom and daddy ain't there no more. Food. I got to go get on the boat no or something. I gotta <laughs> and that's the best thing that happened to me, bro. You yeah. know, here, here, at the end of the, here at the end of the day, my mom and daddy left me at 18. When I went to the military, not 18. Yep, 18. When I got robbed at 16, 17, I think I was 16, 17, I got robbed, had those guns put in my head, uh, when I got robbed in, my mom – well, no, that was after. Sorry. So I got robbed. That's when – so about 21, 22. Yeah, because I went to college. Didn't work out in college because I didn't know anything about school. You know, season – season was okay with my – in my household. It was good as long as, you know, I passed and that was all right. But I didn't mm-hmm. learn what I needed to learn in school. Went to college. Uh, flunked out of college. Uh, once I once I flunked out of college, I went to uh, – the military, Marine Corps. So, uh, no, before the military, I came back. I was going to go to Cumberland. When I was going to go to Cumberland, uh, that's when I got into it with Keisho. Keisho and them. Rest in peace, Keisho. Uh, but I got into a Keisho, and uh, that's when I was involved with my big bro, Keisho. And then that's when I, I started doing the crazy stuff, started getting into drugs big time. So I got robbed that first time, and that's when my mom cut me off after the first time I got robbed. And I remember, I still remember the time. Uh, this is crazy. I'm just bringing this up out of nowhere. I still remember the time when uh, my mom called me for the first time selling drugs. Uh, man, it, and I should have, it should have woke me up then. My, my mom, bro, and I still remember this to this day. Uh, she come upstairs, she caught, I think oh, I maybe had two, three thousand dollars. And she asked me where I was getting the money from. I had all these new clothes. My mom come up the steps, bro. And it was six o'clock in the morning, bro. She was about to go to work. Uh, and I guess I left like a bundle of money somewhere and she picked it up and she threw it at me. I woke up. She threw it at me. And my mom's sitting there looking at me. She, she balls, bro. She just, she starts crying hard. Mm. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, 
she just starts crying hard, big time. And she says to Koi, she said, uh, if this is what you're doing, you're going to have to get out of my house. And she let me stay, bro. And I think that's where she made a mistake because I think if she would have kicked me out, I would have learned real quick that this life wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she let me stay, and I continued to do what I did. And uh, that was the start of a long journey, yeah. a long journey of, of learning, you know? You know, yeah. yeah. And you, you've overcome, bro. Hey, man, bro, I'm proud yeah. of you. Hey, I'm inspired by you. Sequoia Reeves. If someone wants to book a session with you, where can they find you on Facebook, Instagram? How, how can people reach you? Oh, you can get me on Facebook, uh, Sequoia, uh, Sequoia, S-E-C-O-I. Uh, it goes by Sequoia Edwin, uh, E-D-W-I-N Reeves. That's on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, you can go to Second Chance Fitness. That's a two, not the second word. So it's 2ND, uh, Chance in Fitness. Hey, man. Hey, bro. I believe our audience has something that's going to resonate with them, man. I'm about to get off the couch. I'm about to get off my tail. I'm about to hit this gym. Because I've been <laughs> in COVID-19. I've been getting complacent. I've been in here just, you know. It's easy to do, man. Man. It's easy to do. You just got to get back on Bro, it's, it's, it's crippling, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I went to a boxing gym today, but that's another story down the line. You know, talk to them right. trying to get something going, man, cause I gotta get something going. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it, you gotta <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But all of Sequoia's information will be in the show notes. This podcast will be everywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple iTunes, anywhere, uh, Spotify. So. Check it out if you missed today. I'm sorry we couldn't go live on Facebook due to Still some updates. Talk, oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So we'll get this uploaded. And Sequoia, man, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Anytime, baby. Hopefully we can have this again in the future and it'll be a bigger, bigger, bigger audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Coming soon, baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, I love brother. you, brother, man. Hey, Thank love you so too, much. Man. Take it easy, brother. Right, Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.